Welcome to the Daily Dose. We're going to read from Jonah chapter 1. Jonah 1. The Lord God gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time Jonah was sound asleep, down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this, he shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. <coughs> the sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Why did you do it? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get to the, the ship to the land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. And then they cried out to the Lord, but Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin, and don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. And then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So here we have one of those great Old Testament prophecies. Uh, the focus in this prophetic book is the story or the description of uh, Jonah's life. It, it narrates it uh, rather than focusing on the specific content of his message. The, uh, there is content, uh, but this has more of the feel of some of the 
historical books, doesn't it? Of Elijah and Elisha's ministry being uh, described in uh, 1 and 2 Kings. But for Jonah, uh, there's only one very small, very simple message that he has to bring. Uh, so in Jonah chapter 1, in verse 2, we've got it. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. Nineveh is that big capital city of Assyria, uh, the kingdom, the empire to the uh, north of Israel. An empire famed for its, its ruthlessness. If you go down to the, the British Museum, as things start to open up now, you can uh, see uh, some of the uh, treasures of uh, Nineveh and Assyria, uh, and also the treasures of uh, Babylon as well, and those uh, Mesopotamian northern empires had a reputation for cruelty and barbarity of sweeping into countries, bringing devastation and uh, destruction, of impaling the inhabitants of the city on sharp sticks. God speaks to, to Jonah. This is even uh, before Isaiah's time. And says, go to Nineveh. Tell them that judgment is coming. And verse 3, Jonah got up and went. Good news. Here am I, here am I Lord, send me. Uh, the prophet is ready to go. No. Jonah went in the opposite direction. Uh, to get away, notice, get away from the Lord. Uh, because I, I guess that if it was just that Jonah wanted to uh, rebel against the message, if it was that he didn't want to go uh, to Assyria, to Nineveh, he could just stay where he was. Uh, but he does more than that. He goes in absolutely the opposite direction. A couple of things to say here. Uh, the first is this, that this gives us a picture of our sin and rebellion, that it is never neutral. Uh, sin is not just the failure to obey God's commands. Uh, sin is the choice to turn our back on God and to go the other way to the way that he wants us to go. Uh, notice as well the folly here. And it doesn't tell us at this stage, we'll find out more later, but it doesn't tell us at this stage why it is that Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh. We, we, we may assume that there's a, a fear of that city, a, 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 an Israelite turning up there is not going to be safe. Uh, we'll find out a bit more why, uh, why later. It's not just fear of the Ninevites. Uh, no, it's God. There's something about who God is that Jonah wants to get away from. 
we should be so careful because so often our reaction to God's plans and God's purposes are actually our reaction to him and who he is. goes to Joppa that's a, court, a port on the Mediterranean coast of, of Israel he buys a ticket by, by the way I, I've heard the story told so often particularly to Sunday school classes particularly as a Sunday school child in my youth uh, and Jonah is often presented as the stowaway who hides on the boat no he, he, he gets his ticket he's on the boat legitimately he's known that's why the captain finds him later and then God, the Lord Yahweh, hurls a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm. Uh, the, the Hebrew here has this image of the storm kind of storming and moving and marching across the ocean. It's powerful and it, it threatens uh, to break the ship apart. The sailors are afraid. Uh, they start to cry out to their God. They panic. So this is a ship. It's not a, a Hebrew ship. It's uh, manned by uh, Gentiles. And these pagans are desperately crying out to their gods for salvation. Yet they start to throw the cargo overboard. They want to lighten the ship so that it will float more. All of that is useless. And where is Jonah? Uh, Jonah is asleep down in the hold. He's, he's gone to sleep. He's managing to sleep through the storm. Uh, by the way, later on in the New Testament, we meet somebody else who sleeps in the hold of a boat in the midst of the storm. And there's a deliberate, uh, what we sometimes call an Easter egg in sort of games and things, a, a type foreshadowing here, uh, that when we read about Jesus asleep in the boat, in the midst of the storm. We're meant to draw connections. Uh, not that Jesus is on the run. In fact, we are meant to uh, compare and contrast. Jesus is the one who, rather than running from his mission, Philippians 2 doesn't uh, is equal with God who has deity but doesn't see that as something to grasp hold of, but humbles himself, takes on the form of a servant, uh, goes with this message knowing that it will mean death. Uh, there is Jonah asleep, just as Jesus will be one day. Uh, the captain of the ship comes and he shakes Jonah awake. What are you doing? Wake up, man. How can you sleep through this? What's wrong with you? Uh, there, there's actual sailors here who've got their sea legs and they are terrified. And you, the non-sailor, you seem fine with it all. What's going on? Uh, come pray to your God. Uh, maybe your God, none of the others are doing, maybe your God, whoever he is, will, will pay attention. What is Jonah's response? By the way, I, I found it fascinating that there was conversations during the, uh, the pandemic about whether we as Christians should be encouraging and calling the, uh, the nation to prayer, uh, to turn to God, to cry out to him for mercy. Uh, but fascinating, isn't it, that we find in the Bible that it's not the believers, the covenant people calling the world, calling the unbelievers to prayer. Uh, but here it's 
the unbelievers calling the believers to prayer. Your God will pay attention to us and spare our lives. As there is Jonah, uh, the crew are now starting to think this is this is beyond a normal storm. They'll have seen lots of storms. Has one of the gods been offended? Is there a reason why they're not responding? So they draw lots. Jonah is identified. He's, he's the culprit. God works that. I mean, there's a bit of superstition, isn't there? Potentially in just drawing lots of things. But God is at work guiding it as he does uh, when his covenant people draw lots. Uh, when the lots are drawn in Acts. He's identified. Uh, so they ask him, what's going on? What have you done? Where are you from? What's your nationality? By the way, uh, they wouldn't assume that because they picked Jonah up in Joppa, assuming they noticed that, that he was therefore uh, Israelite. Um, uh, Joppa the, is, is a, it's a trading port. I think I've mentioned before that the, the northern kingdom of Israel benefited from being on that trade route down from places like Assyria and Babylon through to the Mediterranean so that uh, cargo could be traded on to Turkey, to Greece, to Italy, uh, to Spain and beyond. Uh, and so, in fact, that northern kingdom was able to make wealth by basically charging customs and excise on the way through. But it also attracts the attention of the Assyrians as a place that they want in their empire. And Jonah says, I'm a Hebrew. I worship Yahweh, the covenant God, the Lord, uh, the God of heaven. So the true and exalted God, not just one of your gods, but the true God of heaven, the highest and exalted one who made the sea and the land. Notice we normally talk about land and sea. He reverses it here, sea and land. And I suspect that's deliberate. There is something dawning on Jonah here. That yes, God is the God of the land, uh, but not just any land, not just any country. So, so not just, let me rephrase that, not just one little country, not just the land of Israel, but all earth. Uh, but more than that, he is the Lord of the sea. If Jonah earlier thought he could run from God to get to another land, another country, if he thought he would be safe on the sea, and now he is learning that no, he is not, that God is present. He cannot run from God. And not can you and I. God is present and God will be there when he gets to his destination and God is here. Bringing judgment and discipline. Jonah's attempt to run has failed. We can't hide from God. We can't escape him. But the sailors are more terrified at this moment than before. And isn't it sad, isn't it, that here is Jonah having to acknowledge that he's messed up, that he's got it wrong. What, what kind of witness is this? And there's another challenge to us. Is our witness for Christ positive? 
I, I, there obviously is something in saying that I've, I've learned the hard way. Or, or that I am a terrible sinner, I mess up. But yes, 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 God is gracious. God is merciful. But there should also be that witness of him transforming our lives and sanctifying us. Why did you do that? Why did you run away from your God, you idiot, they say. Uh, verse 10. Look, the storm is getting worse and they ask him, what, 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 what should we do? Uh, Jonah says, well, throw me into the sea. Uh, you've thrown the cargo off, that's failed to do anything. Well, throw me. Because it's me that God is judging, not you. The sea will be calm. Uh, sailors are not about to murder someone. They try harder to get the ship back into port. Uh, but they can't. They can't make headway against the wind and the waves are battering them. Uh, they play, pray. Uh, not to their gods this time, but to Yahweh, the God who is Lord of the sea and the land. For mercy, please don't punish us for his sin and please don't hold his blood on our hands. Uh, we trust that you have your purpose in sending the storm. So verse 15, they pick up Jonah, they throw him into the sea, it's raging. And the storm stops. Remember how Jesus, he doesn't ask the disciples to throw him in the sea. He gets up and speaks and commands. And there's calm immediately. And the reason that Jesus could speak to the raging sea of Galilee and there will be calm is that Jesus is God, that Jesus is Yahweh. He is the Lord who spoke to the sea in Jonah 1, bringing calm as Jonah crashed into the water. This miracle prompts awe in the sailors. They offer Yahweh a sacrifice. They vow to serve him. Whether or not once they were safe on land, they followed from that. Who knows? But something strikes them here. Verse 17, Jonah is swallowed by this great fish. Uh, now, this might be that it is a whale that um, the Bible's not using our modern scientific terms. It's a sea creature. It could have been a great fish that we don't know about. And Jonah's inside the fish for three days and three nights. And notice two things there. Uh, notice again that uh, the imagery uh, that will be picked up by Jesus in the New Testament. Three days and three nights. A pointer again to another who will be in the belly of death for three days. Notice as well, God appointed, God arranged for the fish to be there. Uh, the sailors throwing Jonah into the sea was no surprise to God. It was all part of his plan and purpose that this was where Jonah was headed. 
Uh, even at the point when Jonah is rebelling and running away, he's only running to, into God's arms, running into God's purpose, where God intends him to be. Uh, because God has an appointment set for Jonah with a fish. But more than that, an appointment with faith, an appointment with him. God is going to meet him there in the belly of the fish, in the belly of the whale. And speak to him. Can't run from God. Can't get away from him. God will meet you. And it might be that you've been running and hiding I don't know what's caused you to run and hide. It may be anger at God or fear of him or disappointment in God. It could be shame that you're on sin and guilt. But the message of the Bible, as we see it there in Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve hiding the message is this, we can't hide from God. God is the one who comes and finds us and lifts us and restores us and forgives us. Jonah couldn't escape from God and his purpose for him, nor can you and I. Whatever it is that it's causing to you to run, to hide this morning, today, don't run anymore. Turn to Christ. Bring him your guilt, your fear, your shame. Even bring him that anger that you're holding on to. And allow him to take and to lift your heavy burden and to give you peace. God brought peace. The storm on the Mediterranean Sea and he can bring peace in your life. If you will turn to him, stop running. God has an appointment set with you. Turn to him.